Welcome to WP Tonic Roundtable Podcast, where a panel of leading WordPress junkies discusses the latest WordPress and internet stories of the week. Now, on with the show with your moderator, Jonathan Denwood. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Roundtable Show. This is episode 529. Got a small panel, but a powerful panel. It's September the 11th. We're recording around 8.30, slightly later than normal. Had some slight troubles with Facebook. It's normal. Um, I'm going to let the panel introduce themselves. Stephen, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, Stephen from Zipfish.io. And I've got my friend, John Locke. John, would you like to introduce yourself? John from LockdownSEO.com. And I've got my friend, Spencer. Spencer, would you like to introduce yourself? Spencer Foreman from LaunchFlows.com. There's my mic. Right, before we go into the main stories of the week, um, I just want to talk about one of our great sponsors, and that's Kinsta. Kinsta's been supporting the show for a number of years. It's a great specialised WordPress hosting company. Well, they only host WordPress, and they specialise in WooCommerce, um, learning management systems, anything that needs... Um, some real performance boost. Um, they utilize Google uh, Cloud as their backbone, fantastic UX design, all the bells and whistles, and fantastic support. So if that sounds good for yourself or for your clients, and I suggest it would be, go over to Kinsta, have a look at some of their packages, and maybe buy one for yourself or for your clients. And the main thing, if you do do that, is tell them that you heard about them on the WP Tonic show. I also want to do a shout out for the new listeners and viewers. Our figures have been consistently lately been going up quite health, healthily. And thank you for your support. It's much appreciated. Um, so let's go into story one. WordPress support team seeks to curb support requests for commercial plugins and themes. So what did you think of this one, John? Yeah, I mean, there's. it seems like there's a lot of confusion. And if you were just an average person setting up a site, you didn't know the difference between the WordPress support forums and the official site forums, it would be very confusing if you're looking for help. And the first thing that you happen to find is the, the, the free uh, forums. And I think you know, if when I really stop and think about it, I, I, I know that there's other plugins besides this one that I can think of off the top of my head that are just a straight premium plugin. The first one that comes to mind is Gravity Forms, but I, I think the average WordPress user is going to have a hard time like figuring out another plugin that's not freemium. Most of them are in the uh, .org uh, forums, and those are all volunteers, and obviously you know, they shouldn't be answering stuff. But I want to point this out. Somebody put this in the comments, and I thought it was very interesting that for BB Press and Buddy Press, when you go to their WordPress.org profiles and you click the support tab, it goes directly to their support site. Why don't all these freemium plugins have that? The, uh, the plugin forums should allow that. And I don't know why they wouldn't do that. It would have been a logical solution, wouldn't it? That's probably why it hasn't been done. I've been sarcastic there. Spencer, what did you think? Uh, John took the words and logic out of my mouth. I will elaborate further by saying the reason potentially is either 
lack of attention or intentionally trying to block the value that they get from it while not giving the benefit it would inure to other people. So for example, either like everything else that we've talked about and complained about, like Gutenberg not being fixed, they just don't have the, the person power to get around to fixing it or haven't bothered to figure out the obvious. Or they want the link juice of, hey, you look, everybody's going to go to the WordPress repository, blah, blah, blah. Because in the old days, that was a, a valuable thing to do. I don't really know. It doesn't really matter. But clearly, <laughs> the answer to this problem is so simple. If you sell something, you should be allowed to have a link that says, this is the premium support. And therefore, there is nothing to moderate. And therefore, there is not the kind of BS that happens now, which I find frustrating. The BS that happens now, even though Otto isn't personally doing it, is that you go there as a newbie and you start to type a question or something else and then somebody cock blocks you, or if that's not a misogynistic word, uh, from getting an answer and instead says something, this is a premium plugin, you shouldn't ask questions about this here, you should go blah, blah. And it's like, why bother having a place that people get all stuck into like a, like a spider web? Just put a thing that says, hey, this is commercial. Click here to go to their forums. But, gee, that's too obvious, isn't it? Yeah, yeah probably. What, what do you reckon, Stephen? The WordPress support forum stuff, I think, is a little bit of a mess. For, like, even sans this issue. Like, just as a whole, the infrastructure is a little bit behind, I think, where most people think support should be. And this is just, like, one aspect of that, right? That people are posting things inside of support that aren't necessarily supposed to go there. They're supposed to go somewhere else. One thing that I've seen a lot of people doing to solve this problem is like inside the plugins themselves, when somebody downloads it, they have support links or I've seen like this increase of uh, help scout. I don't know if you guys have ever used that, but it's like a ticketing managing system. It's like a little bubble. It's kind of like a chat thing, but it's more about email support. But I've seen more and more plugins adopting that kind of methodology trying to get people to ask support questions <coughs> straight from the plugin, making support very apparent um, so that people, I think, don't end up going back to WordPress and commenting on the support stuff so they, they can handle all of that internally themselves. Can we, can we bring in something to this topic, if you guys are familiar with, with, with the WooCommerce latest updates? Sorry, maybe not in WooCommerce, but it's in like the WooCommerce subscriptions plugin, which is written by SkyVerge. Outstanding team of developers love their plugins, but they were bought by, like, it's automatic. Now when you install WooCommerce, it installs a Skyverge tab with its own little email system in it that posts, like, notices from them. What the heck is going on with that? I mean, it just bothers my sensibilities that we're not doing things progressing towards a simpler system or a more integrated system. We're doing a do as we say, not as we do. Like, what business is it of WooCommerce to put a special tab with an email system in there to communicate with the Skyverge team about? Like, what, what's going on there? So I have trouble with all this because although the story didn't make it this week for some reason, um, the, that's right, John. There was a number of high-profile problems in the last two weeks involving hacks or needs to update. On the one hand was the Elementor problem, which they went from version 2 to 3, which was significant enough, and they kind of dropped the ball in a big way. So for the last two weeks, version 3 has been a nightmare for a lot of folks. And a lot of the hardcore developer types are saying, oh, shame on you idiots for not doing staged uh, sites or doing backups or blah, blah, blah. 
But on the other hand, we're in an environment where automatic updates is now part of 551. So you're a newbie or somebody who doesn't want to do that. You say, well, you mean I can't do an automatic update? Then this week, a great plugin file manager or advanced file manager, whatever it was, had an enormous problem that got hacked by seven, 800,000 sites plus where it allows anything to be uploaded. And as a result, even my own sites, because we had those, a number of them got taken down and it, it was a mess. And for a lot of people, it's still a mess. That problem is, again, an emphasis on, well, would, would you really want automatic updates? Here's a great reason why you should have them. If somebody discovers that File Manager or another plugin has a real problem, the auto update system could immediately like firewall off that plugin, right? It doesn't take it away, but it just shuts it off or something. Which one are we supposed to be doing here? Because on the one hand, auto updates could be really great and could be doing positive. On the other hand, it's like auto updates can completely screw the system. In the meantime, you've got plugin authors who are throwing things in that are full email systems, and yet other people are being told you can't answer a question or get a question asked in our forums about it. It's like, hello. <laughs> like, that's the state of WordPress. So when I – yeah, go ahead. Uh, the, the Skyverse thing is a little crazy to me. Uh, I, like support at the point where you need support makes sense, right? Like if you're in a plugin, there's a problem, there's a little support bubble at the bottom right hand corner, that's great. But the last thing WordPress needs is that left-hand nav bar getting more cluttered by main level links. Like maybe like put it somewhere else, but throwing something there just for support for a very specific plugin, like what? Now WooCommerce has four or five like yeah. main nav. With red dots saying yeah. you need to pay attention. Uh, yeah, that, that, I don't understand the logic behind that from a user infrastructure standpoint. Um, with the auto updates, I love auto, the idea of auto updates. I think it's an important step because we need to change the mentality of developers from saying, I'm going to push out a plugin and everybody better update this in staging first to see if it breaks your site and then allow support tickets to come in. Like if you have a premium plugin that people are paying for, there should be the expectation that you are pushing out updates that do not need to be tested thoroughly in staging like we're talking about stuff that people are investing money in if it's a free plugin i get it like you know do what you can do like it's free labor people are donating their time to it but if it is a premium plugin that expectation should be there but it's not there because we do not have auto updates enabled and the expectation is that everybody's testing it out and if it's broken it's the person that owns the website's fault it's not the plugin developer's fault and i think like that paradigm needs to shift and i think auto updates helps it shift to if there's a premium plugin, auto updates are enabled. It's that plugin's fault for breaking people's site. It's not the person's fault for not testing it in stage. For Yes, it's a good idea to test in stage. Everybody should test in stage. Everybody should have backups. But at the end of the day, the responsibility falls on the premium plugin developer's shoulders. Yeah. And you can't even tell sometimes. That's my bigger argument, although I find exactly what you're saying to be true. The problem is even a sophisticated developer. I mean, I've been doing this since day one of WordPress, 15 years, 30,000 plus clients or students. This last two weeks have been a roller coaster ride of what the fuck is going on? Because Elementor's problem is not simple. There are a dozen sites I have where they're all acting differently because of the same set of plugins. On the other hand, the file manager thing, I feel like I got taken for a ride a little bit too because I'm very careful. I run WordFence and everything else, but this program had such power for my using it 
that I kept it around. And yet that same power was used against those of us who had the earlier version because apparently it was over a week that it was known that it was causing problems. Had the automatic like system been used for good to red flag something like, hey, whoa, turn this off or turn it <coughs> off temporarily, nothing would have been hacked. And yet there wouldn't have been very little damage, right? So it's just a progressive idea that if you had leadership, let's say, that was doing these things, we wouldn't have such problems. But instead, we just have this sort of ongoing... Yeah, I think, you know, uh, just to butt in, you know, because there's only four of us, uh, I'm probably going to be more active in this discussion. Um, I, I, t I take a kind of middle ground about this, really. Um, I, I, I'm not a great fan of all automatic updates, but I think there's a balanced, logical position. I think when it comes to security you know, like file manager, you know, when it comes to um, something that's going to lay up open to hacking for hundreds of thousands of sites, you know, that's... But I, I, the general idea that you're just going to allow... Um, because Stephen pointed out, and I agree with Stephen's position, you know, if you're sending a Premier plugin, that's what you're hoping, that's what you're hoping that you're you're paying for that it's going to be properly tested to the best ability before it's pushed out but we all know that that unfortunately isn't always the reality so that's why i'm not a total fan of automatic updating but when it comes to but I think there needs to be two levels. Um, I think when when it comes to a crucial situation like like you saw with file manager, that's when you really, you really need automatic updates. And I've and I thought that was a similar system with the core updates. You know, when it was a, you know it's flagged as a security um, update. You know, and then you have your normal updates in the core. Um, so I think we need something similar to that. What do you reckon, John? Yeah, I think that that's true. I think that there's a value in having a system that flags problematic uh, plugins. And, um, you know, as Spencer said, too, you know, it's it's not always simple because every time that you introduce, like, another plugin to your environment, it starts interacting with those things differently. Um, but if you have a genuinely hacked plugin, um, like the, the file manager uh, was, it would be good to have the ability to shut it off because the way that people experience oh. their, their website, however that is, whatever the configuration, whatever plugins or themes to them, that's just WordPress as a whole. Yeah, and there's, it, no, there's no distinction in their mind. It damages... But I think the other factor, Spencer, is, and I might be totally wrong here, you know, I, I don't know where you place your, yourself on the spectrum, is that I think some of the things that Automatic don't do are, you know, they, they're trying, they're, they're pushing the envelope as hard as they can to see the reaction. But a lot of this suggests to me, um, manage, you know, what, I have been told and what I understand about the management of automatic that um, it all goes all, all real decisions to a level that I would find bizarre all have to 
go to the top to Matt. And um, I think I, I think because of that kind of structure, that they're just spread so thin. Um, and a lot of stuff that should be sorted out and improved for everybody just just falls through. It just isn't done because of that kind of structure. What, what do you reckon, Spencer? I mean, there's, there's clear signs of all this. And to a certain extent, you know, I put this in context. People who listen to the show hopefully take the fact that I like to swear and I'm getting all worked up over something. But in the scope of the reality we're all living in, this is just like a diversion for an hour. You know, I'm yeah. having... I'm fun getting all worked yeah. up. Like, I feel very lucky. Are you going to mention Otto? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I feel very lucky for Otto yeah. in my life and Matt because the time that I personally got into WordPress was a time of transition for me. I was in a state where I was a real estate developer and uh, I was doing other things for fun, but a lot of things were changing in my personal life and so forth. And so at that particular time when the real estate market was changing and so on and so forth, I needed a diversion and I found WordPress uh, coming from closed platforms and so forth. And this entire universe that I'm in has been a giant playground, which has become my livelihood and my daily existence as well. So I feel lucky to be able to sit here and complain about it. There are villains and there are, you know, sheriffs riding in on a white horse or something like that or whatever the term is. But like the idea is that it's a fun environment it's clearly the way it is because it was started out that way. It was Matt's baby that grew into something enormous. So it'll never not be Matt's baby. The difference, though, for the rest of us who make our livelihood is he decided graciously when he began to make a choice that it's open source software. Had he not made that one choice, we would not be having any of these conversations at all. We wouldn't even have having these benefits because it would be like any other company. It'd be like a Google or a Bing or, you know, one of the other 90s companies, even like a Basecamp, 37 Signals. I mean, they've grown an amazing company, but you don't see Jason and uh, David Henneman or Hanson talking to people about like, hey, man, you have something to say about what we do. They just do it. So I'm grateful for all of the craziness. However, since we have the choice and since we can whine, I'm saying that we're definitely coming to a crossroads between the money guy's trying to take his baby and run off like a dingo in the middle of the night with it, or us keeping the baby and turning it into something that we want to live with. And I think that's where it comes down to what's you know, and it doesn't. It's not only WordPress. You know, um, you know, other plugins. You know, um, you, um, you know, their track record isn't fantastic. So. Yeah. So, you know, it affects everybody. Well, we're going to go for our break. Um, we only covered one story, but we, we, we're going to move quick on the others. We will be back in a few moments. Are you a WordPress consultant, designer, or small digital agency owner? Then you need WPTonic as your trusted white-label developer partner for your next big e-learning or WooCommerce project. WPTonic has the knowledge to help you build out custom functionality that your clients need in LearnDash, Lifter LMS, and WooCommerce. WP Tonic is well-known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with a full, no-question-asked, 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Find out how WP Tonic's white-label services can help your agency today. Go to wp-tonic.com's homepage and book a free consultation with Jonathan. That's wp-tonic, just like the podcast. We're coming back. I had a slightly light 
um, late start. I was mucking around with face, uh, Facebook. Um, before we go into the other stories, I want to talk about one of our other great sponsors, and that's Groundhog. Now, Groundhog, if you're looking for a native solution inside the WordPress ecosystem um, for your marketing automation and email um, marketing, um, Groundhog is the thing to look at, as far as I'm concerned. Adrian and his team have done a fantastic job. They're moving forward. Um, he, that's one of the reasons why he ain't here today, is that um, him and his expanded team are really pushing the uh, frontiers um, and a, um, some exciting developments going to come. But if you're looking for a great native CRM, go uh, go over to Groundhog, have a look at what they've got to offer. You're going to be blown away, and I suggest you should use it for yourself and for your clients. On to story two, um, the return of 90s web. What did you think of this one, Stephen? Uh, I, it, yeah, it resonated with me. I, th- I think it's true. Like, it's interesting to see how old technologies are coming back. I mean, it's not a new thing that you know static website generators and stuff are kind of the new cool thing. Um, it's, I, I think it's one of those things in life where things progress because you're going down all these different routes and avenues and you're creating things that you know render in the browser and these complex systems and stuff. And then all of a sudden there's a real, you hit a wall in one area. And so then you take all those learnings from that path that you went down and you apply it to an older path and you get farther than you ever would have before. But eventually, there's going to be a wall that gets hit there, and we're going to hop back across. Like, it's just, it's how life works. And I think it's like the beauty of the ever-evolving technology that all of a sudden, something old that we used to have, you realize that if you just make four or five tweaks to how this works, I mean, it's more, more than that. But all of a sudden, it becomes relevant again and becomes even better than what you had. But it takes going down all these random paths to figure out what that is or what that should be like. So what do you reckon, John? Yeah, they're talking about uh, this author. I, I'm not familiar with this. I like, I like his site, though. Um, but they're talking, I, I think it's uh, about hey.com or Phoenix Live View. And uh, it's, it's sending compressed HTML over the wire, but it's using like a progressive web app to basically add the stuff that's needed when it's needed. So it's basically almost like flat files with uh, this other stuff like added in, if I'm understanding this correctly. Uh, you know, and in this article too, it talks about the, the no code uh, and how front page and Dreamweaver were, were big at the beginning because they were the first page builders. They're the forerunners of all the tools that we use now uh, in, in WordPress that, that we're very high on. But um you know, these, these newer things like the, the static files like Jekyll and, and, and things like this are very much um, popular. I, I think it's really cool how a lot of this old technology is not really obsolete, but it's being applied in a different way to modern technology. A lot of this stuff seems to be circular uh, as, as we redefine every few years what is best practice as the underlying infrastructure changes yeah what do you reckon spencer well i for one really loved the 90s and i would love to if i had groundhog day like to live every day in the 90s because 
for my generation in particular, the nineties were incredible. <laughs> Everything from the music to the politics, to the, the way people acted and so forth. Um, as far as the web technology, I kind of think that this is the normal cycle of the kickback, right? Things go way one way and then way the other and then way one way and then way the other. And I think people are exhausted with all of the social stuff and all of the, oh, I got to, you know, John, SEO everywhere and oh, I got to spend money. in it. So this is a way to go back to a simpler time, intimate audience, people you know, more protected, and in the process, hey, uh, probably is more effective because I find that from a marketer standpoint, this has been my message all along. I'm very Seth Godin. If I had to say who one of my main mentor was, Seth Godin marketing was my chosen thing. You know, tribe, maybe you could say like the, the thousand fans method or whatever versus like being everywhere all the time. Uh, the only contingency I'm not sure about is whether I welcome back Adobe Flash websites. That would be about the only thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I'm ready for three-minute page load times to see the, you know, restaurant menu. That's about the only thing. Yeah, it was better than the food most of the time. All right, uh, um, on to the next story. Oh, I love this one. Jackpack launches email marketing tools with creative mail integration. WooCommerce. Triggered store email coming soon. I read it and then it's like two shitty jetpack with constant contact. What a combination. What, what do you reckon, Stephen? Um, I have used constant contacts before, unfortunately, um, a long time ago, but where they were, I don't know if, I mean, you know, they could have changed their whole entire user interface and admin model and how everything works, but it was a disaster back then. And I just can't imagine it. That it's that much better today. Um, I think one of those significant things about this story is that WooCommerce or Jetpack, AKA WooCommerce, because it's all one company, uh, is looking at a solution to get emails outside of their system. I've always wished there was like a more native way of doing that. I'm sad to see it in Jetpack and not build into WooCommerce itself. But that's always been like a sticking point for a lot of people who run uh, e-commerce stores is that to get your emails outside of WooCommerce is kind of a tricky thing to do um, and can be challenging at times. So I like that idea, but that it's in Jetpack, not super excited. Uh, what do you reckon, Spencer? Um, actually, to clarify on Stephen's question, there is an easy way with a plugin. Um, with WooCommerce or anything else, you can use the follow-ups plugin. You can also use the status manager or custom status manager plugin. So being as though, obviously, I've spent all my time working with WP Fusion and a CRM, we have a very simple matrix for making decisions, and I'll get to this Jetpack thing in a second. When you want to do stuff to send emails, if they're transactional in nature, almost every time you can do it natively, right? Through either WooCommerce emails themselves, the status manager or the follow-ups. If they're marketing in nature and they need a, an automation, like a complex timer or something, that's when you need to bring in the guns of a CRM, Groundhog, ActiveCampaign and so forth. Okay, so it can be done. And while it'd be super cool if it's in there, I think the main reason that it hasn't happened is that email is a very difficult component 
to manage, especially with the marketing automation, because of all the problems of like blacklisting your domain or whatever they're calling it now, you know, like you're not able to send any more emails out. So, um, and by the way, John, I am sensitive to this stuff and I'm really trying to adjust. Like, I don't know what the terms are now we use for those things. So correct me if I use a term because I don't want to be insensitive to that word, but like, I don't know what we call that now. Like there's got to be a new term for that. Um, blacklist, blacklist, blacklist. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, jetpack. This is just part of the ongoing plan. I mean, they took a company that, by the way, Constant Contact was a fixture. But who in their right mind would use Constant Contact now that knew anything about anything? I mean, it's well, just like... They, they, they still hey, hold on. Did you know that AOL still makes like over a billion dollars a year on their email <laughs> server? Okay. AOL, for God's sake. So I'm not saying they don't make money. I'm saying... You don't go wake up in the morning and go, who's the sexiest new company I can think of in the email marketing space? Constant contact. <laughs> so I'm saying they took a brand that has substance, it has infrastructure, it has team members, it has money. Who can we partner with and bring him into our Trojan horse? And here you go. And so they're packaging it in Jetpack for an obvious reason. Jetpack is the Trojan horse that gets installed in everybody's machine against their will and spams them to you know, sign up for stuff. Because like an AOL or like uh, other hosting companies, most people don't know, don't need to know. They just look at what's in front of them and go, oh, sure, that sounds good. Click a button. My mom was over last night, and I'm not saying she's the model, but like she was spent an hour bothering my 16-year-old to explain to her what iCloud was and why she needs to spend 99 cents to get more door storage on her iPhone. That's the, the model that Jetpack is going for. The, I've got my WordPress site. I don't know what this is. Sounds good. Press the button. And it makes sense for making money for them. It's just sort of a, a violation of the ethics and the trust the rest of us are, are forced to follow under the wrath of auto and otherwise. Um, and I think one of our yeah. the theme <laughs> review process, but like the whole theme review team and all the Oh, you're so naughty. And yet here's Jetpack doing every naughty thing under the sun. Now, listen, if you're listening, President Trump, take note. Think before you press that button. <laughs> if you're listening, Trump, this one's oh, for you. Oh, don't do that. You get sex <laughs> uh, um, Right. Uh, but think before you press the button. Uh, um, yeah, it is. Um, but when I, re- when I read it, constant content with Jetpack, two things. Well, actually, I, 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 then after my initial reaction, uh, um, I thought, well, the Wells would be the perfect couple, really, would they? Uh, um, on to, oh, oh, God, yeah, I chose this. Um, oh, you know what? And there's a third part to that where it's like constant contact. How did I not know that they were owned by EIG? Like who owns all those crappy hosts like Bluehost and Host. Oh, they, they own them, do they? They own Constant Contact. Oh, so this, this is who Jetpack is in bed with. The world makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> oh, God. You might be right, Spencer. It might be an evil conspiracy. It's like the it's like the James Bond film. They're like the specter of the world, aren't they? You know, there's, right? a different, there's a difference between... This is worthy of, I think, a moment of time. It, there's a difference between a conspiracy and just waking up to realize this is how it has always been done. You see, when you have a concept that the world is some fairy tale, like a, a nice little children's book, 
um, conspiracies of this and this and this. And then when you've actually been in the real world and dealt with real people, you realize it's the same politics that happen in like your high school or running for, you know, class president, all the infighting and the mean girls and the sportos and the jocks and the burnouts and all that. That's the world of hitmen and murders and, and double deals and who you know and, and the hypocrisy. That's the world as it is. And you just woke up to it. So the fact that there's a company that no longer has pizzazz, but has money and infrastructure stuff, of course, they're going to get into bed and join forces with Jetpack because they see it like, shit, we got a third of the internet websites now we can get our hooks into where they wouldn't pay attention to us lately. Hello. It's not a big conspiracy. Honestly, I was looking for stories, you know, stories that would entertain Spencer. Um, and, I, and then um, one of the websites I go to had this, uh, um, IBG, which is a very large uh, media advertising agency, uh, media brands, names Global Chief Culture Officer, new position overseeing diversity. <laughs> And I just love the title. What the freaking hell does it mean? And then I, then I, um, the, if you um, go to this article, that you know, she seems a very charming lady. Um, and she, she came from Har Harford <laughs> University. It doesn't really fit into the model of uh, of diversity, really. It, it kind of struck me as every, everything that's wrong about America and the UK at the present moment. What do you reckon, Spencer? Do you think I've been slightly is, over? Is, uh, is Herman short for Hermani? Yes, Maybe? I think okay. so. Because, like, her name is an interesting name. I've never seen Hermani. I would have thought if I didn't see her picture that it was a man, Herman. But that's because I'm American. Um, well, I mean, let's put it like this. I don't really know what IPG Media Brands is, but if you were the people without diversity who were unknowing of how the world is working or want to pretend you don't have to look at the rest of the world, you're going to hire somebody that you think represents that world. Exactly. And she may be, you know, she may be a brilliant business person, executive, and I can't say anything, but like, I don't know anything about her. Yeah. She doesn't look like she came from the world of the people suffering uh, as a result of the lack of diversity and so forth. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's all I can say because a Harvard pedigree does not come easy or cheap. But yeah. then again, who knows? I know nothing about her. Maybe she worked her way up from nothing and did it all her own. The bottom line is, I had a conversation with my, my friend Luke today who lives in Britain and we we're talking about the difference between America and the rest of the world. And there is a definite difference in the way each country or each continent reacts to different things. The triggers in America, for sure, John will talk more. Race is like race and wealth are the two triggers now of what is wrong here. In Britain, apparently race, you guys don't care. But God forbid you talk about religion, especially certain types of religions from certain parts of the world entering Britain, and you guys freak the F out. So we all as human beings have a lot of problems to deal with. And I think it's better we get them out in the open because right now, the sooner we get them out in the open, the sooner we get back to like we're all human beings again or closer to thinking like now, human beings. Um, you'll remark, um, and obviously I haven't spoken to Luke, um, but I think what, what, you, what he's probably trying to allude to is that a lot of British people 
think that the racial problems in Britain aren't as serious as they are in America. Um, I understand why a lot of people feel that way. Um, I would I would quantify that by saying that they're they're slightly different, and that slight difference is probably linked to the um, the way a lot of white people um, in Britain view um, Britain's imperial history and don't really understand history that well and the role of imperialism and especially British imperialism had um, for almost 100 years. They they have a very um, manipulated um, media-fed image of imperialism um, that is a bit of a fantasy, really, Spencer. So um, that... That, and you remarked earlier about that, you know, about how the the world really works. And if you've got this fairy tale, you're surprised. Well, it's the, it's the same thing in Britain. They, they um, a lot of English people aren't prepared to look at the realities of imperialism and why it was constructed. Um, they live in a little bit of a fairy tale world, Spencer. So that's. I mean, I think specifically the issue versus imperialism was more about race. Like, for example, the color of somebody's skin may not bend somebody out of shape in Britain, but if they're wearing a certain type of religious traditional clothing, mm-hmm. they will get bent unbelievably out of shape. Whereas in America, the color of your skin, first of all, will bend people out of shape into believing things about you that aren't true right off the mm-hmm. bat. And secondarily, as of late, of course, certain clothing will also bend you. But we're so crazy with our clothing and everything else, that's not as big as a deal. Like, if you're a white person in a crazy covering your face, nobody cares. If you're a dark-skinned person wearing a hajib or something like that, freak out the same way as in Britain. But in Britain, apparently, you could be any color. It's just, do you represent some kind of, you're not an English person first kind of a thing. And the problem is the same, is that it's all an example of like, it's always existed. But now we're kind of like coming out of the closet with such extreme examples of it being used against us to cause fighting amongst ourselves by the powers that be that we're all experiencing this as a daily thing of how unjust the world really has always been and still is. And it, it's just causing us a paradox. Like how could we have come so far and have so many great things and yet we're still like acting in a tribal way that hating people that are exactly like us other than the clothes they wear or their belief system or their color of their skin. And it's, it's troublesome for an optimist like me because I do feel like we have to go through these growing pains, but it's just also shocking how far some people born in the last 20, 30, 40 years will reach back in their behaviors like to, to 100 years ago kind of stuff. I want to jump in. Can I? Yeah, cool, cool. Okay. I want to build on what Spencer and what Jonathan just said um, here. This is not like a short cycle. The imperialism, the prejudice, the racial casting is like something that goes back like all the way until Europeans got on ships and started exploring the new world. It's a 500 year cycle that's been going. And it's just now it's we've colonized. And when I say we, I mean like white people. 
we've colonized everything. So the only people that we can really exploit are like each other at this point. A lot of this stuff is bubbling over. And when you talk about like things that are prejudiced that we don't see, it's, it's not even stuff that's like 40 or 50 years ago. It's stuff that's like been since we were founded like here. We, you know, we genocided the Native Americans and we called it Manifest Destiny. We enslaved black people. And now we say, like, go back where you came from. Well, we're the ones who brought them here in the first place. And the whole perception of a racial inequality is something that's like, it's been encoded into our system. We don't even realize it. We don't even realize it, that we're, you know, seeing things this way. So this diversity thing, this person is hired here in, in, in diversity. Uh, this original story. She looks like she's, um, and I really don't know, but she looks like she's like uh, East Indian or something. But if you go to their leadership page where it says like our people, there's like eight people up here. They're all white. There's six men and two women. They're all white. Those are the people that make the decisions. I saw a tweet today, and this is from Ali Nimmons in the WordPress world. And um, I, just, I just want to slightly interrupt. I think the other problem, yeah. the other problem is, and it's the same factor in Britain. Yeah. If you not always, and my father bitterly disagreed with me with this. Um, he said the system was a lot more open than I, um, I would argue. Um, I think it depends, though. But when you look at Britain, um, in 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 judges in top civil servants in the law in all kind of quasar government you know head of museums all those type of jobs they're literally all um white males that come from oxford or cambridge they come from literally two university well they're groups of universities yeah and it, and you find the same thing in America, you know. Literally, all these um, top um, corporations and um, well-financed non-profits, art museums, or they all come. Literally, all the leadership come from Ivy League schools, basically. Um, literally, totally filled with that. And I think I think it's really quite concerning because it really. Um, it means that the top echelon that are running the country, both in Britain and America, they're in a bit of a bubble, really, aren't they? They're, they're in a kind of... They were going to be in a bubble anyway, a lot of them, but I, I think it's made the situation a lot worse. And then in other U- European countries um, and, more div- and in other countries, I don't think it's quite as um, bad as it is in America and in Britain. What do you reckon, John? Yeah, I mean, you're hitting the point right on the head. I mean, this, you know, as bad as things are and as, and as much as the tensions are rising, this is actually the best it's ever been in the U.S. And, and so that's what I'm saying. Like, we, we, this moment is not going to go away. You know, and and I seen a tweet the the there's just this morning from Ellie Nimmons, and she works at the WP Buffs, and she was saying that she saw like a a WordPress online uh, event, 
and it was like 70 per, or 70 percent men and like almost all white people and she's talking about how you know you could put together events and it's just as good but you know everybody's like cronied up and they pick their friends and they pick like you know who they perceive to have influence and stuff and they and they don't go out of their way to pick anybody new but all that matters i mean all you know black lives matter you know all all the, the minorities that have been suppressed you know because at first in the us you know the only people who had power were land owning white men but you know we need to go out of our way to make sure that uh you know we are representing you know the community the way that there really is the wordpress community is worldwide it's not just white people in america it's people in south america it's people in asia incredibly the large amount in india africa there's people you know in in europe and you know all over the world but our speaker selections don't really always reflect that and that's just a microcosm of the way the rest of the world is too and the way the rest of this country is too we really need to you know be at the forefront of this and um like i said there's all kinds of injustice in the world and this stuff is like bubbling over and it's not going to go away until it gets resolved because i mean just the, the way things have been you know with the violence with the police violence and, you know, it's, it's just not going to go away. Just because you're a white guy with a gun doesn't mean that you own everything. That's going to change. Well, yeah, I think so. All right, on to the next one. Um, WordPress theme directing now with a D-list status for naughty themes. Oh, what's it like to be a naughty theme? Uh, you found this one, didn't you, Spencer? What, what did you yeah. think of this one? Well, so... Contrary to the things that are a problem in, in giving support in the WordPress repository, apparently the shenanigans of the Astra theme led to a spotlight being shown down from the mothership that this needs somebody to do something about. We can't have so much negative attention on us. So they magically came up with a solution that sort of makes sense in a very short time period makes one wonder what's taken so long for all these other problems that never get fixed from accessibility to Gutenberg style to the WordPress repository to whatever. But essentially the solution was they will not remove the theme so as to punish the end users. They will just delist it so it doesn't get more attention, which actually I think is a good solution. Similar to what we were just talking about before, where if you have plugins, instead of everything forced auto-update, if a plugin is in there and it gets rogue, they can shut it down from being accessible to the bad guys and put a red flag on it long enough for people to wake up in the morning or the next day and go, oh, I better do something about this. So it proves that when they want to do something, they can do something. It's just a matter of does it well, align? Explain to the listeners and views what they did, though. Yeah, what happens is, there's a new status. So a couple of weeks ago, Astra was naughty and they put some affiliate type magical links that activated only if you use the right other plugins. And it was a sort of gray area. Of I, wish I, had, I wish I had magical links. You have a leprechaun that lives in your closet. We know that. Um, so what happened is it caused the attention because Astra allegedly was warned multiple times by an anonymous 
team member of the WordPress <laughs> review theme. They're all anonymous under one banner now because they, they don't want to end up like Otto where people know where he lives and all the rest of it and have me talking about them. So the bottom line was that it caused a controversy because Astra passed a million users and it's one of the most popular themes for everybody to use. Having it removed from the repository meant you couldn't get your updates the critical stuff. So in punishing Astra, they really were punishing all the people who use the free theme. And the attention was brought out in conversation. And here on the show, I think we had some influence. Uh, I get to go like first on the comment of the actual delisting because I found it outrageous. And I know Sujay directly from my other involvements of launch flows and his Kurt Flows plugin. So I said, this is kind of like you're punishing the wrong people. And I, along with thousands of other people, said enough that apparently they realized, indeed, we probably are punishing the wrong people, but we still want to punish the guys we want. So they came up with this delisting status. We're going to cut you off from being discovered or anybody finding you, but the people that already have found you can still get their updates. And that's it. All right. In, in a bizarre way, in a perverted way, it sounds logical. But, but, uh, yeah. Jonathan, I want to add one thing. I don't know if anybody listens to this show, but... <laughs> well, well, no, I, 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 you'd be surprised, actually. Our numbers uh, over the past few months have gone wait, out quite considerably, actually. I want to say something. I don't know for sure, because it'd be like patting too, too many of us who've been hanging out here every Friday on the back, including you, for 567 shows or something. But... In the last couple of days, I've gotten three pretty well-known product CEOs, maybe four that I've mentioned in the show, heard about us talking about them and actually reached out to me directly for one purpose or another. So somehow or another, you are having an influence with the show. And I believe that somewhere in a dark closet in Iowa or wherever he lives, Otto's in his condo every Friday morning with his whoobie. Turns on the radio. And sure, Otto's a very nice person. Right, and, and, and if you want to come on the show, Otto, join the panel. Actually, um, we are looking, um, if you're a female and you are active in the WordPress community um, and you would like to come on the show as a, as a panellist, please approach me. Email me at jonathan at wptonic.com. Um, and um, hyphen between the WP and the tonic. Um, and please email me. Um, we would love you to join the panel and um, be part of the discussion. Um, so, um, Stephen, what did you reckon about this one? I think it's a beautiful and elegant solution to a problem that became very, very apparent. I'm surprised that uh, it wasn't a solution that was implemented a long time ago just because it's like uh, it mentions in the article, like Google does this all the time. It's a pretty well-precedented kind of thing to do to penalize somebody for something without like completely removing them or screwing a lot of other people in the process. Um, I I was impressed how fast they actually came up with a reasonable solution. Um, It seems like other solutions have taken a lot longer to come about. Um, So um, yeah, I'm on with uh, Spencer on the pressure must have really sped things up and, uh, I don't know. It's it's good to see a solution that makes sense, I guess. Yeah. What do you reckon, John? A good solution. You know, they can actually get stuff done when they put their mind to it. <laughs> that's that's all I got to say. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it's putting their mind to it. That, yeah, I think that's the key thing, isn't it? I think you've got to, 
you got it right as well. Um, so on to our recommendations of the week. I reckon um, a lot of hosting, um, WP Engine, Kinster, there's a lot of premier hosting out there that doesn't offer email email functionality, i.e. you can't utilise your um, WordPress hosting to send your email out. And um, we recommend to a lot of people Zoho Mail and their Zoho Mail Lite. Um, they offer a free um, product as well, but we don't recommend that. We recommend this is your business email. So, And they charge like $1.00. Uh, $1 per month. You just get one inbox, but you can set up nicknames. You can increase the amount. It's like five gigabyte of room, but you can buy more room. Um, if you need more inboxes, um, you can have to go to a higher plan. But we've, we set, we've set it up for a lot of clients and it just works and they're happy. That's, it's a great alternative if you don't, um, want to get G Suite and spend about six dollars uh, a month? It, you know, for one dollar a month, it's a great solution. So that's my recommendation. Um, Stephen, got anything you want to recommend to the listeners of yours and panelists? Do put it in the chat your recommendations. Um, man, I did not compare with a recommendation this week. I've been <laughs> under a rock all week working like crazy on some update stuff that we're doing and I have not All right, fair looked at enough. anything else inside our own code. So All right, fair enough. Um, John, have you got anything you want to recommend to the listeners and viewers? Yeah, this is uh you know, I get a lot I get a lot of questions about this sometimes, mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, how SEO works and, and how long does it take to work. And there's this excellent <laughs> article it's like me asking how, how God thinks is <laughs> Yeah. There's a lot of stuff where it's like delayed reactions kind of stuff, you know, just it's built into the, the way that it works, but because it's Google collects data, but uh, this is this article from um, Northcut, Corey Northcut and uh, you know, prominent people in the digital marketing space. This like sums it up and it kind of gives you like a basic explainer of, of different things that go into it. Um, that saves me from having to write this article. So, uh, yeah, go check this out. It's a good 15-minute read on on this, and uh, they know their stuff. So, Oh, that's great. Uh, Spencer, got anything you want to recommend to the listeners and viewers? Indeed, I do. Uh, I gave a link to a WPBuffs.com article about WordPress plugin detectors. Uh, there's six of them listed. Uh, one of them is really interesting is you can do with your inspector, your Chrome inspector. But the point is that if you're interested in figuring out how somebody did something, usually in a competitive intelligence kind of uh, endeavor, right? How did that site do that? What are they using? Uh, this is the best way to find out. And it's very quick and easy to do so because for a lot of people in the no code, no design world that we live in and that I promote and, and teach, uh, it's shocking how out of their way many people go to do something when the tools are very limited. I mean, four to six plugins are all that you need to accomplish many tools. And you'll find in many of these sites, you'll find WooCommerce, you'll find Elementor. Now you'll find a lot of WP Fusion. But the point is your LMSs are Lifter and LearnDash. There's a real like concentrated number of plugins that do a whole heck of a lot. And this is a great way to educate yourself uh, before you go too far down the road. So it's it's a fun little project to try. And I think all of these are free. So, 
That's great. Um, so we're coming to the end of the show. If you really want to support the show, go over to the WP Tonic YouTube channel. Um, you find um, extra bonus content on the channel. Um, I will regularly be doing um, some live um, videos, and I've been doing. I will be doing a lot more video it's already got uh, a ton of content on there so go over to the wp tonic youtube channel and subscribe to us that's a great way of supporting the show um so panel spencer what's the best way for people to find out more about you your views and what you're up to uh, you can reach me on launchflows.com or if you go to wpfusion.com and click the free call on the front you can get uh, 15 to 30 minutes with me talk about whatever your problems are <laughs> probably marketing automation or your membership site but hey i you know i feel yeah, they, they I, just want a quick chat with you i want to say something too yeah. is i think like i very rarely feel this because i have my kids running around and i'm used to being at home you know before this pandemic i never left the house mm -hmm. anyway but the, the last couple of days i've been feeling a little more angst about i just can't really do things with people anymore so when we do get our five-minute spit tests and we get this under control, the first thing I'm going to go around and do is just hug a lot of strangers. I mean, I feel like I'm starting to feel the lack of human contact a little bit, not to say in a gross way, but in a, like, even people you see in public. Oh, I think you're right there. I think America just wants to learn, you know, um, just be nice. Just be nice to some people. No, like everyone's right. human beings. But just like yeah. the fact you go to the grocery and everybody's being respectful where I live at least. Yeah. But just back like, it's like the boy in the plastic bubble movie. You know, he could never really hug his girlfriend or his parents. They were always behind the plan. And I, I felt that a little bit this week. I don't know why. Well, I'm English. So I don't feel like hugging anyway. <laughs> so, you know, we don't hug. We're not known as huggers, really, the British, really. Uh, um, I'm sorry. Um, Stephen, how can people find out more about you and what you're up to? Yeah, head over to zipfish.io. Uh, check, check us out. That's great. And John, how can people find out more about you and what you're up to? Two ways. Go to my YouTube channel, search Lockdown SEO, or search John Locke SEO, and I'm posting videos every other day. Slowed it down from like every day. <laughs> you know, once yeah. we got past 700 videos. Oh, uh, and then the other way is uh, go to my website, LockdownSEO.com. And, uh, yeah, check it out. Yeah, and if you um, want a credible source of SEO knowledge and material, you can't go bad in going and subscribing to John's YouTube channel and also bookmarking his web. But there literally isn't much that John doesn't know about SEO and about WordPress in general. So that's a strong combination, WordPress with great SEO. So do that, please. Um, panel, thank you so much for joining me. It's been a great show. Listeners and viewers and the new listeners and viewers, thank you so much for being part of the tribe. We'll see you next week with another great, hopefully great WP Tonic Roundtable show. We'll see you soon, folks. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the WP Tonic Podcast, the podcast that gives you a dose of WordPress medicine twice a week.